Welcome back, everybody, to the Stark Wars podcast. Today we are recapping episodes six or seven, eight, nine of Star Wars Visions with spoilers and everything. So if you haven't seen those, I would get out of here. Um, and usually I start this podcast off with like a fun introduction for Tommy, and like I try to get real creative and connect to the episode. So, but this one's a little bit of a stretch. But bear with me here, okay? So it's lot, it's Lop and Ocho, right? Uh, I'm the father in this situation. Tommy is Ocho because Tommy has left the family, and I decided to adopt a new child in Katie Smalling. Katie, how are you? Hello, I'm Lop, and I'll take it. I mean, Ocho looked a little cooler. Like, she cut her own hair. She put, like, some blood on her eyes. She looked pretty cool, but Lop is ultimately the better the better sibling, yeah. so I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. So Get out of here, just... Ocho. <laughs> uh, t- yeah, Tommy, you're getting, you're getting uh, uh, thrown out of a window i don't know what happened though yeah it's really hard to say <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh katie i want to uh we've had you on before um so really excited to have you back here um i want to get like your impressions here like what have you been thinking of star wars visions yeah i'm happy to be back thank you for having me again i had a great time last time i'm sure i'll have a great time this time i have to be honest i haven't loved it i tried to get into it in the beginning didn't really catch my interest, but the three episodes that we're talking about, I really enjoyed two of them. One of them I was like medium on, so I'm excited to talk about it. I'm not like a, this is going to sound like I'm judging, but I'm not. It's just anime is not really my thing. It's like not my style of television or like media. So it's a little bit like of a stretch for me to really get into it, but I did enjoy some of it. I definitely did. No shade to, to anime lovers. I respect you all. And I think that's fair because I'm the same way. It's just, it's not something that I grew up with. And knowing my friend Luke, who we had on last week, like it was so instilled in him. And they have like such a specific way of telling stories and humor also. And sometimes like that stuff clashes with what we would think of in like a Western society. So I think it's natural. Uh, It's different. It's a different type of storytelling for sure. So yeah, um, for sure. But, uh, yeah, so uh, I guess we'll we'll just we'll go ahead and dive into these episodes here, um, and Let's just kind of do, do a, a general discussion on each. And uh, we will start off with the elder, which Katie, um, I so right before here, right before we got on the podcast, I did my final rankings of all these episodes. Oh, awesome! And I put this one last. I I did not like the elder. Oh my god! Okay, wait. This is one of the two that I liked. So I'm okay. I'm okay. Well, why didn't you like it? I'm I'm curious why you just last out like, of all of them. Yeah, all nine. yeah. See, I just think that like a lot of these episodes were as simple as like here's our hero, here's our villain, they're gonna fight, and then the story's over, right? And I think that like the duel is like that, and that, like that's one of my favorites. So it like I do kind of ask myself why did I favor the duel, and I think. I think it just had so much more, uh, like, I thought the the music was better in the duel. I thought, like, a lot of, I mean, obviously, like, that cool, like, cinematic old school feel to the duel was cool. And, like, I felt like this was just like the duel, but it lacked a lot of that fun flair. See, I think I liked it because it, this is going to sound strange, didn't have the fun flair. Like, it felt, like, more serious, although it didn't really go anywhere. I mean, like, you never found out who the Sith is, really, which is kind of interesting. Like, do we always need to know who they are? Maybe not. I thought um, it's interesting that the Padawan's name was Dan. Never heard of a Dan in a Star Wars universe before, so that was exciting for me. Um, The Master had really wild hair. The kids were kind of cute on the planet. Like, I felt like I wanted to learn a little bit more about the planet um, and kind of just, like, what time frame they were in. But I I don't know. I, I thought 
when they were going up the mountain or when Dan was going up the mountain, the music kind of, I, I actually wrote my notes, like kind of cool soundtrack. Um, so I don't know. I kind of, I liked the vibe of it a little bit. And I feel like I like that. I didn't have to know too much to just kind of watch it play out. Yeah. Dan was an interesting choice. Um, the ninth Jedi also has a character in there. I can't remember his name, but it's like Justin or like, that's like the thing about star Wars. You can have your Obi-Wan Kenobi and then you can just have Luke. So. Yeah, totally. I <laughs> yeah. guess Luke is a pretty standard name. I've just never heard like a Dan before in yeah. star Wars. It's, interesting. it's like very, yeah. <laughs> and that's the other thing is like a lot of like, a lot of the names are taken from like, uh, like a Japanese root. Right. And then, mm -hmm. yeah, you get, I don't know if Dan, like Dan, Daniel, I don't know that that makes a whole lot of sense, but I'm hey, not uh, sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, I did like there were there were a lot of cool visuals, um, like in in the fight. I, like I, I think my thing was like, I, and again, it's like it's just like the duel and the fact that the hero of that story, like we didn't know anything about, and I loved that so much. But I felt like I feel like with the villain here that's what kind of hurt it more for me um which is weird because like i don't know like i feel like darth vader was kind of like that in the very and like a new hope it's like you didn't know a whole lot about the guy he was just yeah. like a dark evil figure but i don't know it was something i was just like i felt like maybe they were setting up questions that never got answered is maybe maybe that's what it comes down to yeah i i could see that i think i wrote down a couple of quotes here um just like that Jedi just have to find balance in the stillness and that the Sith became too obsessed with trying to outwit each other. And then kind of at the end when they, they kind of destroy the Sith, they just say like, no matter how powerful you become, you know, it won't last forever. So it kind of feels like it's like this cyclical thing of just like, there's this evil and then there's this good or this pureness and they're always going to be at odds with each other. And it's just going to be like a cycle. That's kind of what I took from it where you don't really need to know who the players are. You just kind of know like, this is always going to be how you might think since they're extinct. They're not. It's always going to be there just like lurking in the background somewhere. And it's just going to touch different people in different phases of their lives. Kind of. Yeah. And I'm down. Like, I, I like that aspect of star Wars. It's always kind of more abstract more than anything else. Yeah. It's not always about like the personal stories, but like, for instance, they, the, the entire reason they came to this planet was like, they just had an idea that there was something bad going on there, you know? And yeah. it's like, and that's all it really was. It was just a bad dude there. So that's true. They did and throw in it. I've got a bad feeling about this. Yes. Yes. We've gotten a few of those throughout this uh, series. I, I, maybe, uh, maybe that's my next ranking. Maybe I need to like figure out who uh, played it off the best. I have a bad <laughs> feeling. Cause sometimes I don't know. It's like, uh, you really just put that in there, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they really shoot warning in. Yeah. Um, he had force lightning. I mean, that was, yes. that was kind of cool. When he that pulled was that, cool. I was like, yeah, the way it was animated. I was like, this is uh that was probably like the peak. I was like, Oh, this is like a really cool visual. Yeah. I, I, I definitely thought that was cool. I also really like to see a green lightsaber. I feel like you don't really always see a green lightsaber. You see blue a lot. So I like that the master had a green lightsaber, but I did think the, the force lightning was cool. I was going to, I was wondering if we were going to get another like lightsaber, uh, lightning battle of where like, you could just stop doing the lightning and then you'll be fine. I was like wondering if that, but it didn't end up that way. I also noticed that the master dodged the lightning, which I was like, that can happen. Like, it, I, I guess he's really powerful. I was surprised to see that. Well, talking about the lightsabers, what do you think of like the katana style lightsaber that the elder had? I don't know. I I'm kind of like whatever on it. It's just like, I guess it just doesn't feel like traditional Star Wars to me. Like I felt like not to go too far ahead, but like Lap and Ocho, I felt like the way they presented the lightsaber as a sword was cooler than seeing 
the swords that were looking like a, I mean, or the sabers looking like swords or katanas or whatever. I, it, I could have left it. Could have taken it. I could have left it. Yeah, I mean, it's not the first time we see that throughout the series, but I think the thing is, like, in some of the episodes, like, that is, like, the style of every single lightsaber, and in this episode, it was just his, and I was like, right. how does that work? Like, <laughs> like, I wonder if they're from, like, a different time, generation, that's a good, that's a good country, point. not country, that. I guess, planet. So, Katie, I'm curious, if you had to guess, um, when would you think this takes place? <sighs> I would definitely think it takes place a few hundred years before the prequels, I would assume. Or maybe maybe not even a few hundred, maybe a few decades before, just because there is that thought that the Sith have been gone for hundreds of years. Um, so I would put, probably place it somewhere around that time frame. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I didn't I didn't even really consider that line of dialogue. They did confirm that like um, they they hadn't seen a Sith before. So yeah, um, yeah, that, I guess that would make sense. It's probably uh, yeah, I guess around there somewhere. Um, I also want to talk about the elder's death here because I almost felt like it was super easy. Yes. <laughs> like he, uh, uh, like uh, I, I guess maybe he dodged lightning or like something, but like then he like kind of like just scooted around him and just like turned on his lightsaber and he died. Yeah, he just like got distracted, I guess, because I guess he thought our friend Dan was dead, but he wasn't dead, and he just like looked, and then the master just like killed him. So it seemed like maybe I don't know his senses were going or something. He didn't sense that Dan was still alive. Um, and it caught him off guard, off guard and just left the, the perfect opening. There you go. So, um, go. but yeah, um, I don't know. I, I don't like, I don't have a whole lot to say. I'll, okay. I'll point this out. Um, I thought the big like theme of the episode, like if this was like a GI Joe episode, like they have like the theme of the week every week, you know? And it's yeah. like, if, if, if I had to pick one out, it was almost like, it was almost like the theme or the, the, the lesson we were supposed to walk away with was like, he was too old and that's why he couldn't fight. And I was like, that's I don't know. Like, what I got too. Yeah. Like, that's another thing. I was just like, like, sure maybe you're right but why like i don't know if that's like maybe it's like i feel like a better story would be like if the jedi was old and it's like despite my age i am still strong with the force you know it's like almost like i don't know yeah, it's kind of like almost the opposite of, of that which is not usually what we get in star wars i mean a lot of the star wars characters are pretty old <laughs> um palpatine's very old yoda's very old and they're still powerful um and this master was like, I'm getting weak too, because I'm getting old. So it's just kind of like, oh, I guess yeah, we just don't like old force wielders <laughs> in this yeah, story. I don't know. We're not strong enough with the force, I guess. Cause... I guess. <laughs> Senile. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do you have anything else on this episode here? Any other highlights for you? Not really. I mean, it was pretty straightforward. I thought they gave, at the beginning, I kind of was like, oh, Dan is giving me a little bit of like Anakin- attitude not like attitude but he was really eager he wanted to go up on the mountain by himself he when he thought there was a sith he was like excited about it um but kind of didn't really go anywhere because we didn't find out anything else about him so maybe that was probably unintentional and maybe a, a missed comparison on my part but um i don't know it was pretty straightforward it was just like you know yeah. they came they saw they killed a sith and then they're just gonna leave yeah, and if nothing else, I do appreciate, like, these really small contained stories that aren't trying to, like, do too much, you know? Um, so, um, it was fun. Fun characters here. Um, yeah. But uh, if you're ready, I'm really excited to talk about the next one. Yeah, um, let's do it. Uh, Lop and Ocho. I think it's Ocho. Is it Oko, maybe? I think it's Ocho. Okay. Um, loved this one. This yeah, is this one is of my a great favorites. one. This one yeah. was great. The best of the three, in my opinion. 
Yeah. And I was like, uh, this was one that like I was probably more skeptical on, just like looking at the visuals of it. I was like, I don't know like like what this is or what they're trying to accomplish mm-hmm. here. But like I was super surprised by like I felt like it was a very heart like heartfelt story and it had a lot to do with family, which like that's what Star Wars is really at the at the core. So um yeah, I was all about this. Yeah, I thought this one was was really great. And even though I think it was what, twenty minutes long, you actually did get pretty connected to all of the characters and even the planet because a lot of it like the crux of it was that the father wanted to save the natural resources of the planet and do what's best for the environment there the empire came they sucked up the resources they uh they kind of like imperialized the whole country or country the whole planet um and the father was against that ocho was for it because she saw a better future out of it so i just it kind of made you care about their environment too which I feel like to do that in 20 minutes and get you'd really care you care about the droid TD I think is a droid. I mean there's a, a lot happening and you're invested in it for the whole time. Yeah, and I think maybe that is why like I like this one so much is because I felt like both the arguments made sense to me from Ocho and the father, right? I was like uh like they they both like like Ocho is like we're kind of like living in an underdeveloped society and like it's hard for us to fend on our own and here comes like the super advanced society that's coming to help us out why would we turn them away right um so from her perspective if she's not like seeing Darth Vader like cutting people in half like sure you know she's like okay this is this seems great you yeah know? totally so yeah I like I, I was uh I mean Ocho definitely uh, goes off the deep end, especially more towards the end. But at the beginning, I was like, you both are making sense here. And that's what makes for a compelling story. Yeah, I kind of would have loved to. Obviously, they had limited time. But just to see what happened in, I think it was a seven-year time jump. And like why the their fundamental experience or thoughts of the Empire were so different. Like It's not usual that you see the child of somebody having such fundamentally different ideals. But I guess maybe she wanted more opportunity. The father might have lived in like a different mindset. So I guess I could see it. Um, it's just interesting. I guess Lop had a different experience because she was like a laborer for the Empire. So she she kind of saw it for what it was. It's just interesting that it didn't kind of carry over into Ocho growing up together. Yeah, no. Uh, well, I kind of think like um, maybe this isn't uh, a problem where you're from, but living in a very red southern state. Um, I see a lot of younger people not necessarily agreeing with what yeah. their parents think. And that's kind of like what I got here is like uh, almost more like a political divide and uh, between generations even. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. I wonder how Ocho, if she lived in like our world, what her ideals would be versus her father's. Because I feel like her father's would be closer to mine, but maybe not. Maybe they would be like a, you know, very yeah. old school, like stay off yeah. my property type of thing <laughs> yeah, yeah who knows yeah, so, um there's that um so another theme here that um i was kind of maybe like my only complaint was um it was kind of weird that lop kind of developed the force yeah and like seemingly <laughs> out of nowhere yeah yeah um so we get that and we also get like lop was really good with a lightsaber like kind of like a lot of the complaints that people had about ray is like um uh, kind of <laughs> rearing yeah. its ugly head here. Yeah, I was actually just kind of thinking the same thing of like people who really can't stand Ray must really hate Lop because <laughs> she just saw a lightsaber. I mean, Ray had a staff, not Ray's biggest fan, but I can at least say Ray had a staff. She, you know, probably had survival skills from being on Jakku, whatever. But Lop 
I don't know where she, I don't know where it came from. Unless just being in that room with the father when he kind of like opened up everything, gave her some kind of like she took in the knowledge or something. I don't know. Maybe that had something to do with it. I also like, and this is kind of like me, like um, finishing the sentence for them. And I kind of wish they had done it themselves, but it's more like, cause a lot of the episode was like, um, again, it's like, it's exploring family. And like, just because we aren't blood doesn't mean that we can't love each other like family. Right. Um, and, and I would have maybe liked to have seen like how maybe the force can just rub off on you through your family. Like we've seen that it's genetic, but it's the whole nature versus nurture thing. The force is through nature, but can it be through nurture too? I think that would have been a cool theme to like spell out a little bit more. Yeah, that actually is really interesting. I would have liked to have seen that be explored a little bit in this. And I feel like they could have even nodded to it a little more without going so deep into it. Like they could have nudged us in that direction. And I don't feel like they really did, but I think it's a really interesting concept and I, it makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, so another interesting character we have here is like the other Imperial officer. Um, and uh, that's another thing kind of fun to track throughout these episodes is like the Imperial officers are always like super like um, uh, almost like punk. Yeah. Like punk. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was going to say, like an emo, like scene <laughs> kid from the early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of funny. Uh, yeah, what do you think of that hairstyle? I mean, well, I, I might have. I don't know if I took a note on it, but I was like, would you trust a guy that looks like this to like, <laughs> like you would trust this guy? Because I definitely would be like, what are you doing here? Yeah. But she went full in. She like bit her finger, put blood on her face, chopped her hair, gave herself yeah. a pretty badass haircut with that sword. Yeah, how about that? So, and then we even see later that um, she still has that blood on her eyes, and I'm like. Does she bite her thumb like every morning in preparation <laughs> for the day? Like, yeah, that was interesting. I noticed that she still had it too. And I was kind of like, did she like imprint on herself somehow? Like I, that was very, I thought that was interesting. It seemed like they focused on it and that's what kind of like signified that she was turning. But how is it still there? Yeah. I, I mean, I liked it. I was with you. Like I liked her like new evil look. Like, yeah, she looked very cool. I mean, the empire always has better, better looks than, you know, except our or... hot topic imperial officer yeah no he's he's the <laughs> exception he's definitely the exception yeah yeah so um yeah uh were there any other uh big moments for you in in this episode um i thought it was pretty sad that ocho i mean obviously it's very sad to see her turn on her father the way that she did um and to be willing to fight him almost to the death and chop out his one good eye that he had left it was pretty, pretty disappointing. Um, and she really turned, I mean, in the beginning of the episode, you see her bring in Lop. The reason that Lop is there is because of Ocho. And then for her to say like, she's not even our family that I feel like that kind of probably like fueled Lop a little bit because the father was the one who was resistant in the first place. And he's the one that really accepted her, but Ocho kind of probably seemingly never did, or always saw her maybe like as a charity case or someone that they just took in and never saw her as like a true family member where the father did, which I thought was kind of an interesting turn because it didn't seem that way from the beginning. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a sad thing to think about as far yeah. as like, um, uh, yeah, Lop needed a family. Um, I know, poor Lop. I want to, I want to ask you about this. Cause this is something we've kind of been tracking as we've talked about these episodes is like, um, you know, obviously th this is not, canon and there's no we have no clue that any of this stuff would ever continue but every now and then we watch an episode and we're like man i would love a sequel to this um this is one of those where i was like i would love to see more out of this story um 
So, Katie, I'm curious, like, is there any way we could possibly pull, like, these characters into another franchise or, like, Vision Season 2? Could we get, like, a sequel episode to this, maybe? I think that would be great. I I think some of these stories, especially one like this, it, there's meat on the bone, and it would be great to see more from it. I think there's a lot more to explore, especially in the future. Maybe not on this planet that they're on currently, because also, did they just leave? I guess they lost, so they just left the planet i thought that was interesting like yeah i didn't know if it was just ocho leaving or all of them like i don't know yeah (laughs) i don't know um but yeah i think there's definitely a lot more to explore and i think these are characters that have a lot to to give um so i I would definitely like to see some maybe a sequel maybe another episode i don't know maybe maybe in the background of a series or something it would be good to have a nod to them Yeah, yeah yeah so well, okay. I, I don't have anything else to say on this one. Um, so I'm ready to move on to the next one if you're good. All right. I'm um, good. Now, now here's the trouble, and it's going to be coming and pronouncing this episode. Yes. A- Akira? A uh, Akira? I don't... I, I'm embarrassing myself. A- Akiri? Akakiri? I don't know. That could be it. I'm not going to... We'll just stop. Try there. again. Yeah. <laughs> you guys know. It's, yeah. It's this one. Um, yeah. But uh, this is another one, like, I think at first I was like, okay, this is it's kind of landing with a dud here, just like yeah. another kind of filler episode. But by the end, I really like this one, too. I agree. I, this is one where I kind of was like, okay, I could, like, skip a little bit of this. Like, I don't need to see them on this trail. I don't really need to see this. But I think it delivered at the end. It just didn't keep me super interested. This one was, I think, my least favorite of the three. I think I like the ending of it a lot, but just kind of, like, getting there. I wasn't super invested. What did you think about the two little travelers that came along with them? Did, were they not, uh, did they, they didn't do it for you? They didn't do it for me. They didn't do <laughs> it for me. I felt like there's a few characters throughout the series where they really tried to like shoehorn like a comedic uh, yeah. character. And not to say that these guys were necessarily funny, but they might be the they were funniest. Be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, the, the, it's better than like droid humor. I was down for these, like, they were kind of like, I mean, we don't get a whole lot about them, but they're just kind of like in it for the money. But at the same time, when push comes to so- shove, they're like huge scaredy cats. So right. I don't know. I kind of they were kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, they were fun. I mean, they weren't my favorites, but they weren't enough to drag me in. But you're right. I, they, it's better than droid hijinks. I'm not. I think I'm. I don't know if I had talked about this last time. I think I did, but I'm just not a fan of the droid hijinks in yeah, general. Yeah. So uh, you're you're on the right podcast for that. So <laughs> well, actually, Great. Tommy, I don't know. Tommy's a little weird about the droid stuff. Sometimes he laughs. We have to be well, careful. he's out. Tommy's out. That's in, true. So. <laughs> That's true. He took off on a Star Destroyer and everything yeah, again. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so um, this was a again. It's a lot of a lot of journeying here. What what did you think about these two characters, Misa and I don't have the other one's name. Yeah, Jedi. I may have written his name down. He's like two uh, Tabasu or something. Yeah, something like that. I um I didn't care that much about them until the end and. Even then, I don't know that I cared that much about them, which I think the point was to care about them. So I, they just didn't, this episode, I, I just felt like I had a hard time really getting into it. Maybe just because it's the last one where I was like, okay, we're like almost done. Let's see how it ends. It's going to end with a bang. Um, they were okay. I think we got shades of Anakin and Padme here, which I think was a very heavy handed nod to Anakin and Padme, but um, they, were, they were fine. Yeah, there were a lot of themes in this episode that were kind of like... Um... Like, for instance, the Sith we get at the end, like, uh, does just the class, like, every Sith in the history of Siths has tried to, like, recruit a Jedi, 
and yes. this one was no different. They are, they love to like join me. They yes. <laughs> yes. I also wrote in my notes that men just love joining the dark side for women. It just like <laughs> keeps happening for some reason. They got to like get on like Jedi Twitter or something and just be like, hey, don't fall for this. Like, don't, don't do this. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. It's always a trap. <laughs> uh no that's a good point um and maybe if they like figured that out i think the jedi would be defeated a lot sooner so um yeah uh but yeah i i I don't know i just felt like for me um a lot of these episodes kind of like had a happy ending and for once and even like compared to star wars even i mean it's almost like like you you made the comparison to Anakin already but it's almost like Revenge of the Sith and that like it is just like a very dark ending and it's not mm-hmm. necessarily what you expect and I liked when they sub- subvert expectations so yeah I did like that a lot and that's why I, I feel like at the end this one probably had the strongest probably the strongest ending for me because of that especially because he sacrifices didn't even really have to think about it he just kind of was like okay yeah I guess I'll just join you that's fine um, and then they leave and he doesn't even really get to be with her so it's kind of feels like these Jedi keep selling themselves to the dark side to either save these women or whatever. And then they, it just always ends in, I don't know if this is going to end in a tragedy. We don't really know. I mean, I assume it will, but it always just ends up in the way that they don't expect. And they, they made a comment about uh, it being written in destiny or, or something. I don't know the exact uh, phrase, but I just think that's interesting is that like these Jedi keep trying to resist all of this, these things that are written or foreseen and they always just continue to fall into the trap. And I, I, I don't want to say like, I like when that happens, but I think it's interesting when that happens because you see the Jedi as these strong characters who are balanced, but then they continuously kind of like fall into this trap. Yeah. And it's almost like, um, it's important to be a selfless person to some extent, but it's almost a lesson in like, you have to take care of yourself. You know, yeah. you can't like, like throw everything away to like uh, support somebody else. Like that's just that's not why I healthy. blame Yoda for everything bad that's ever happened, <laughs> but that's a separate conversation. <laughs> we'll have to get you on the anti Yoda podcast. It yeah. Like. <laughs> I would love to be on the anti Yoda. I have hours of material for the anti Yoda podcast. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of like the destiny, uh, like one thing that like, again, I was kind of like, at the start, I wasn't sure what was going on. Like the Jedi's like having like these flashes, and I thought that was kind of, um, again, I guess that's kind of a rehash again of what Anakin did. But mm-hmm. I like that I was just like, what, what? Like this is a weird editorial choice here, but uh, it actually like came out to be something important, which I think like in the prequels is more heavy handed, and you kind of yeah. knew where that was going. And this, I was, it was more like a, an abstract idea that formed into something more realistic. Yeah, for sure. So um uh what else do i have here um i guess this what did you think of the sith i mean uh she reminded me of a character from something else and i can't place it but i guess it just she just wasn't really what i expected which is kind of cool like they don't all have to look the same so i liked that I had a character in mind, actually. Oh, um, okay. Tell me. And it's a stretch, and I don't think anybody listening <laughs> okay. will know. But if you've ever seen American Gladiator, Helga. Oh, yeah. Helga, that's Helga. I'm going to quickly Google Helga. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, I, like, that's, they might look completely different, but it's more of, like, the idea of Helga that I remember. Yes, so. <laughs> yes. You're spot on. Yes, yes. Um, but, yeah, so uh, that was interesting. She, like, there was one point where, um I, I wrote my notes i called this a force headache uh she mm. kind of like uh 
just like yeah. puts her hands over him and he's like, oh, my head hurts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she did kind of give him a, a forced migraine or something yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'm kind of I didn't take a whole lot of notes on this one. There wasn't like again, it was kind of like we had the journey and then like um, what wasn't a whole lot I picked up on. Um, anything else from your end on this one? No, I mean, I thought it was interesting that, you know, we see obviously with Anakin and uh, Palpatine that Anakin is under the guise that this will save Padme or he can bring her back or whatever if something happens to her, where obviously that didn't happen, but it did happen here. So she, she did keep her word, um, which I thought was interesting. If only Anakin could have brought Padme back, maybe things would have been a little different, but... Damn it, Anakin. Damn it. Well, yeah, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> um, okay, well, uh, actually, I did, I, I did have one more note. Um, this was the one I liked the music the most. And I think it was mm. because it was super simplistic. And there was like a lot of like very light percussions. And I felt like it just fit the mood really well. So that was, uh, that was my closing thought on, on this episode. Um, Okay, well, hey, this was um, it was kind of a, a short recap here, but um, I think it worked well. We had two people. Katie, your 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 uh, analysis is great, so thank you, thank you for for joining us. Um, I, I don't want to blindside you too much here because we talked about it at the beginning. I know you're thinking about a recommendation. Yeah, um, did you come up with anything? I mean, I think my cop out recommendation. It's not going to be Squid Game because everybody on the planet has already watched Squid Game, so I'm not going to recommend it. I think my cop-out recommendation is going to be Survivor because it's back. And the episode last night was great. I have been a little iffy on the, maybe not for this podcast. It's not, it doesn't fit like in the realm of, you know, what you guys talk about, but check it out if you haven't watched Survivor. I'm sure everybody who listens has watched it, but it's good. It's good. Yeah, I, I think we, uh, it's interesting. We have like this weird cross-section because Tommy and I met in like the reality TV uh, mm -hmm. online universe. So like a lot of our friends came from that to listen to this. But we also have people from like the Marvel and Star Wars side uh, that we just met on Instagram and stuff that listen. So I just, I do want to double down there. Like um, uh, Survivor is on Netflix and the best two seasons are yes. on Netflix. So if, if you're interested, I highly recommend it, especially Kageon. I think like that's the perfect entry. Um, so we've talked about it before and we'll always ring this bell. We love survivors. So yeah, it's, it's, it feels like it's in its resurgence era. So get on the resurgence train. I'm a new ish fan to survivor. I binged all of them throughout the quarantine, but I, I watched it before, but I, I really went back and did my, my homework. Um, and this season first, maybe two episodes or well second and third episode were like a little iffy but last night was really great and i feel really good about the way that things are heading after last night so i highly recommend it yes definitely um so there's that i'm gonna recommend something here and it's a movie it's the many saints of newark so oh. the many saints of newark is a sopranos prequel movie so, like, if you're a Sopranos fan, like, you have to watch it. Like, it goes without saying. But also, like, if you're not a Sopranos fan, that's fine. Like, you don't need the context of the Sopranos to know what's going on in the Many Saints of New York. And, in fact, you might want to watch the show after you watch this movie. Um, but with that being said, it's just, uh, look, that, and it's, like, a very specific genre. Like, if you like mafia movies, you know what you're getting here. Um, but I thought, like, this one was really well done. I had a lot of fun with it. I forget the, the lead actor of The Sopranos who passed away um but Dean his son yeah, yeah yeah so his son reprises the role of his father here so that is very interesting to see 
And uh, one thing, though, uh, just heads up, like the marketing is all about that guy, but he's actually not in it that much. And oh. uh, uh, but uh, it's still very good. Still very good. So. so I've actually never watched The Sopranos, so I can go ahead and watch this without watching and I won't be lost. So there are some things that's kind of like um, I'm, I, I think it goes both ways. Like, I think you you appreciate it if you've seen The Sopranos. And I think it's also a great lead in to watching the show. So awesome. It's a t they're like two different experiences you can have with the movie. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's kind of Better Call Saul-esque if you yes. watch Better Call Saul, because it's yes. a great show as a standalone without knowing the history from Breaking Bad. Yes, yeah, so that's our combined recommendation there. Better Call Saul. Everyone go watch that. Better Call Saul is it's incredible. And hot take better than Breaking Bad, but I won't get into it. I won't get into it. It's yet. okay, because listen, I want to get into it. I disagree. <laughs> I hard believe that Better Call Saul is a better show than Breaking Bad. The issue is better, Breaking Bad is just like my favorite show of all time. And it's just Breaking like, Bad's it's, incredible. Yeah. It's hard for me to say better. that Better Call Saul is like my favorite show. Like, I don't know. It's like they're both very good, but like, I don't know. There's something about Breaking Bad that just makes me want to say that it's my favorite show. <laughs> you know, I think it's hard to say like a prequel of a huge show is your favorite show. But I think the characters and the development of those characters, there's no like, I'm getting a little too deep here, but there's no like okay. big bad, like a Walter White or like a, a meth that brings the show along. Like that's what it felt like it was about in the beginning. And then obviously you get to know, but like break uh, better call Saul. It's like, you really feel like the characters are what drives it and the new relationships are so nuanced. It's just such a, it's a great show. It's a great yeah, show. Yeah. So, and it's cool. Cause Hey, like I've told Tommy, like I'm trying to have, like, I like, if I only talk about Marvel and star Wars, my head's going to explode. So yeah. I appreciate these smaller discussions at the end of the episode. Here. Awesome. Um, so appreciate you doing that with me, Katie. Of course. Um, again, thank you for coming on. I want to give you the opportunity. Like if, uh, if there's anything you want to plug, if you want to tell people where they can find you and what you're up to now's your chance. Sure. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at real slim Katie. Um, I talk a lot about Big Brother, a little bit about Survivor there. Um, I also stream on Twitch occasionally. So you can find me there on twitch.tv slash Katie with an underscore because someone stole Real Slim Katie without the underscore. Wow. <laughs> Unfortunately, kills me. Um, but I just play some story-based indie games. We chat a lot about reality TV there, competition-based reality TV, um, while we play just like Stardew Valley and chill. So it's, it's a good time. So come on yes. by. There you have it. Thank you so much. Um, this was a lot of fun. And uh, look, we got other Star Wars shows coming up, so we'll probably hit you up again in the future. Yeah, uh, please. Yeah. I would love to be here for Obi-Wan. I'm okay. waiting. Okay. <laughs> um, we're like, because uh, there was a lot of people we uh, we wanted to get for Visions, and uh, we only did three podcasts total on Visions, so it's kind of like we're rolling a lot of those over into Book of Boba Fett, but nobody has told me I want Obi-Wan. So oh, my God. What are they waiting? Why? Yeah. You get the season finale or the premiere, whatever you want. I so. want the one with Hayden Christensen. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's the one I want. Whatever, Wherever that falls is the one I want. Perfect, perfect. Uh, awesome. All right, so I'm going to close this out here with a couple thank yous to Aaron Robertson, who does our music to kick us off here, and Ethan Kellum, who did our logo. I also like to remind you guys to rate and review us on iTunes, preferably five stars. Hey, we we finally, hit, like, we were hit sitting on, like, 49 reviews for, like, the longest time, but somebody gave us that 50th review, and I don't know who you are because – like you rated us, but you didn't review us, which is fine. We appreciate it anyways. But if you reviewed us, I could say thank you to you specifically. <laughs> <laughs> so um, also please subscribe because we're going to be here every week. Speaking of Squid Games, Katie, I think we're going to be having a Squid Games podcast coming out soon. So a little bonus show. Um, so 
if you subscribe, you get to uh, you get to hold on to that, and you get that as soon as it comes out. So can't get um, enough Squid Game content. Honestly, that's not sarcastic. It's true. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> so, um, and then follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Star Wars Pod. And I believe that's all we got for you guys. So thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. And I'm gonna do Tommy's signature goodbye since he's not here, even though like he left us. Um, I'll do it anyways. Bye. He goes on longer, but I'm not going to talk to you.